listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. Hey guys, guess what number episode this is? Five? No. 17. No. 429. No. I'll give you a hint. Does it rhyme with schmun schmundred? Yes, it does. What? <laughs> this is episode 100 and I'm yelling yeah, because is. this is so exciting that we have hit 100 episodes. It's been a good run. Oh my gosh. Mm. It's been wild. It's been super fun. I can't believe it's been this long. And like half of this we did during, band- during a pandemic. I know, too, right? Which is just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so... What that means today is that we have a smorgasbord. A smorgasbord? If you will. I would assimilate to a smorgasbord. I don't know about you. I would be like, take me, please. Smorgasbord with uh-huh. a D. Yeah. <laughs> um, episode segment frag- fragments. I don't know. We're doing, we each have a little bit yeah. to present to All you today. Hands on deck. Way to forget words on our 100th episode, Sarah. <laughs> Perfect timing. Uh, yes. Yes. I do this for a job. It's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so first up, we are going to start with a little mini quiz because quizzes are always fun. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Rachel may have pulled out some things from the depths of places and What's is going to try to stump us. I'm not actually episode. sure. No, of our episode. Oh, of our episode? 100th anniversary? Uh, it's the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. Lutheran Ladies Lounge. This is the topic. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Let me back up. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I am struggle busing today. <laughs> we are okay. presenting you with four different mini episodes today <laughs> of All Hands on Deck. Of different facets of the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. This is what we're doing today. Yes. I know what's happening. It's fine. <laughs> and Rachel is quizzing us. Here we go. On Lutheran Ladies Lounge trivia. So yes. Rachel. Now this isn't Lutheran Ladies Lounge like our podcast. This is no. the thi- this is this is trivia on the history of the thing that inspired the Ladies Lounge podcast. Mm-hmm. And one hundred one hundred episodes in, I'm finding that some people uh among our listenership don't yet uh, understand. So let me clear this up. <laughs> yes, the podcast is named for that wonderful little parlor that adjoins many ladies' restrooms in churches of a certain vintage. <laughs> <laughs> we loved this, uh, the ladies' lounge, as a metaphor for a women's only space where people can go and find sanctuary, find fellowship, and just relax in the fellowship of their sisters so yes our podcast is named after a bathroom but yes <laughs> own it but we, we own it and we think that the metaphor 100 episodes in the metaphor still holds yep. Yep. <laughs> and in homage to this wonderful metaphor that still works we are going to have a trivia challenge today five questions just five this is short quiz. short mm-hmm. segment mini quiz on the historical origins of the cultural phenomenon known as the Ladies' Lounge. Oh boy, I love this. Yes. So, question number one. Historically speaking, which came first, the Ladies' Lounge or the indoor toilet? Oh, that's 
The Whoa. ladies' lounge. I'm going to say lounge, oh. but it's like a trick question. I want to go with indoor toilet just to be that person. <laughs> it was the ladies' lounge. What? Okay, good. <laughs> so ornate lounges for women preceded. This is according to an article um, by Elizabeth Yuko from Bloomberg City Lab, and we'll include this in the show notes. But ornate lounges for women preceded public restrooms by several decades. There were parlors for women in public buildings many years prior to indoor plumbing. Because, remember, if you know your Victorian history, you know about the doctrine of separate spheres and women as the the weaker sex and how they needed a a safe home away from home in which to rest and presumably faint. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They fainted because their corsets were too tight. Right. So if you feel ashamed coming on, you go find yourself a little women's parlor, a ladies' lounge with a nice chaise in there, and you just float gently down into it and and wait until you regain your breath. (laughs) And feel melancholic. I remember this because of reading Little Women. Oh. Mm. And... There was there was the special room for the ladies when they were getting ready. They had all arrived at the ball, but they needed to do their last minute primping and mm. fixing if they tore a ruffle or something. Right, they had to come back and repair. Uh, so yeah. yeah, like the band practice yeah. room at prom. Yes. The what? So like at, like we had something like that. It wasn't the prom, but we had oh. like. Our band room was like mm-hmm. the the coronation the room. Oh, it's the, the like, ladies' lounge. Yeah. We a totally girl, didn't have that. A girls, a girls' primping space. So yes, we, just, we just went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we just used the bathroom for you know bathroom stuff. We had a locker room though. We used to locker room. Yeah, I mean it's nice. a ladies' lounge is a little okay. more gracious than a locker room, but <laughs> same basic <laughs> concept. Okay, question two. A little bit of a, a run up to this one. One of the earliest ladies' lounges appeared at the 1851 Great Exhibition in London, where indoor flush toilets were actually a thing for almost the first time. In this wonderful exhibition of, you know, modern innovations, the ladies' toilets came with a comfortable parlor attached, which allowed women to get in and out of their complicated Victorian fashions to use the facilities. I mean, it wasn't just a matter of, you know, lifting and... Yeah, it was it was practical. Sometimes you literally had to be sewn in and out of your clothes. Oh my! And so you word. needed a space to do that. I would not survive. <laughs> so Victorian garments were big, hard to get in and out of, and you would need a space to get slightly undressed to go to the bathroom and then get dressed again. Make sure you were decent. <laughs> so these first public ladies' lounges with indoor plumbing attached were a wonderful sort of perk of visiting the Great Exhibition, but they were not free. How much, but they were very popular, so a lot of people Mm -hmm. used them. How much did it cost to use these fancy newfangled facilities? A dollar. A sixpence. Oh, right, this was in London. (laughs) A farthing. farthing. I'm going to go with a tuppence. (laughs) I don't know British money. I don't either. Okay, Aaron... Aaron is closest. Tuppence is two pennies. It only cost one penny to use Oon the facilities. Uh, mm-hmm. A penny. A Mike Pence. I was way off anyway. Yeah, and so if you have better. ever heard the British euphemism, spend a penny to refer to using the facilities, that's oh. where it comes from. Oh. Using huh. that from now on. I mean, my dad would say, I'm going to go see a man about a horse, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
someone on the other side of the pond might say, I'm going to go spend a penny. And mm. that's what it means if you ever hear that. Stealing okay, that I'm going to start using sure. that. And people yes, are going to have no idea. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go spend a penny. <laughs> All right. Question three. Throughout the late Victorian and early modern eras, we'll call this the golden age of the ladies' lounge because this, yes. this was this time when the doctrine was set for spheres, the strict standards for female modesty, and a growing desire to get women out of the house and into the retail marketplace mm. all coincided. So during this time, ladies' lounges abounded in places like Nordstrom's, Bloomingdale's, or New York's St. Regis Hotel. I love this. One of the first largest and, and one of the only freestanding lounges, like a separate building, appeared in 1924 and remains today as a historic monument in Lewisburg, Tennessee. So what commercial motivation led city planners to build this lovely standalone ladies' restroom? Like, it's literally called Ladies' Rest Room. Three words, all capitalized. Look it up. It's on Wikipedia. I love this. Huh. Oh. But what was it that led these city planners to include this building in their city? Was it economic? Like, oh, women yeah. had the purchasing power and they wanted to create like, a space what, specifically? Like, what year was it? Which a... women in particular were they catering to? Moms. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was specific. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's what 1924. Year? Most women are moms at this point. Oh, <laughs> uh, suffragettes. <laughs> oh, that's intriguing. Wait, in the 20s? 1924. Um, the, the, the flapper girls the, the ivy league people i'll give you a hint these were people who might have wanted to make a day of it visitors mary poppins <laughs> i don't Very know close. i'll give it to you it was country people oh country folks of course. People, the, yes. the folks in the farms they have they have exactly. good transportation for the first yeah. time yep. and so during the 1910s and 1920s there was widespread encouragement in the United States for establishing ladies' lounges and God. restrooms to accommodate rural women I who traveled into that. town to conduct yeah. business. Yeah. The idea yeah. was that if the country women had a comfortable place in which to take a break from their day of shopping and just go hang out, rest, recuperate, freshen up, Go uh, out themselves and more yes. and their young children yeah they would come to town more often and buy more from the stores like around always about marketing yeah. yep <laughs> fantastic <laughs> made good sense to me <laughs> okay we are breezing through this short quiz okay so ladies lounges we call it a ladies lounge and i love that but they have gone by a number of different names throughout their history all right I'm going to give you a list of five names, oh, no. and I want you to tell me which of the following was not a common name for a ladies' lounge during their heyday. I love oh, this boy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. A, comfort station. Okay. B, cry room. Mm. C, retiring room. Mm. D, rest room. Mm. Or C, sorry. E, I know my <laughs> alphabet. E, emergency room. Oh, comforts. No. So I'll give them to you again. Comfort station, cry room, retiring room, restroom, or emergency room. 
Which name was not used? I'm going to go with cry Cry room. room. I'm going to say retiring room. Just because I answer C on all of my multiple choices. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, the cry room team has it. That's the only name that was not common. Citing again Elizabeth Yuko's article, she quotes historian Laura Wallachinen Rouleau, who says the seating areas for women were referred to as retiring rooms, restrooms, and even emergency rooms. The last term sounds bizarre today, but the rooms were partly intended as places where women could lie down if they were feeling sick or faint or even wait for medical assistance. And euphemisms such as retiring room avoided referring to the private physical activities of the women's side, not just going to the bathroom, but breastfeeding and menstruation. Oh, yeah. Wow. Scandalous. Oh, scandalous. (laughs) Indeed. I'm going to go retire. Yeah. Right. Oh, I need a rest. (laughs) I'm going to spend two pennies. (laughs) (laughs) Did I just max out the microphones? I'm sorry. (laughs) Aaron Two Pennies Alter. (laughs) What's your new nickname? Aaron Tuppence Alter. That's right. (laughs) Tuppence. <laughs> okay. Nearly at an end here. So, question five is short answer, and I'll oh explain boy. it to you. You guys can get this. It's sort of like Family Feud short answer. So, you have that. In a world of architectural efficiency, ladies' lounges are now kind of a dying breed. Many of them have been renovated out of existence as building owners update their buildings and make to make more space for, well, retail. And shared social spaces. They've also been carved up to make room for ADA accessible restrooms and family restrooms, which I totally support. Mm. I think that's great. If you got to take out the couch to make the stalls bigger so people with disabilities can use the facilities, do it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And yet, the ladies' lounge remains something, to my mind, really special and good. A unique way of welcoming women graciously into a sheltered space just for them. They're also very useful. Although women do not generally write letters or smoke in them anymore, both historic <laughs> uses of a ladies' lounge, uh, they do use them in a variety of ways. So here's my final question, is short answer. How many uses for a well-appointed, well-stocked ladies' lounge can you think of? If you get five or more, you pass. Ten or more, A+. plus. What can you use a ladies' lounge for? Is this is this a collective it's effort? A group effort? Yeah, everybody, popcorn, let's go. Okay. Weddings. Okay. Yes. Like preparing for preparing, them, not actually. preparing for weddings. Don't <laughs> actually have a wedding in the ladies' lounge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, preparing for a wedding. Uh, breastfeeding. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Snack. I know a lot of women are fine nursing in public under a cover, and that's great. I could never do it. So I'm really grateful for a quiet space. Apart. Yes. Snack break. Mm-hmm. Snack break. Um, yeah, sure. Hey. And I don't normally eat in a bathroom, but you know, Hiding. it's a clean space. Hiding. <laughs> Taking a break from the crowd of people that are outside. Yes. Introvert refreshment. Yes. 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 Introvert refreshment. I like it. All right, we Take got five. You guys pass. What'd yeah. you say? Yeah. Taking a snooze. Mm-hmm. A nap. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fixing 
wardrobe malfunctions. Yes. Fixing wardrobe malfunctions. Excellent. Changing use of diapers. Mm. Yep. Changing diapers. What yeah. Applying what and fixing makeup. Yes. Mm. One more and, and you get an A plus. Fixing oh, hair. hair. All right. Mm. There we go. There's 10. Woohoo. Uh, yes. Nice. Uh, other answers that I had is rest with cramps. Wait mm. for headache medicine to kick in. Yep. Nurse a baby. Oh, no. We said, did we say nurse a baby? We yep. did. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. good. Chat with a friend. Yep. Mm. Count to 10 and take deep breaths while you are contemplating what to say to somebody who said <laughs> something insulting to you. Yep. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> Wait out a toddler tantrum. Oh. Have a good cry and compose yep. yourself afterwards. Yeah. Uh, you said nap. So I, the power nap between services has been covered. And kick off your shoes and rest your feet in the middle of the potluck. <laughs> uh, yep. Nice. So this is obviously, despite the fact that ladies' lounges are rare and to some people's minds anachronistic, it is a precious thing. So I'm going to include in the program the notes a link to the article that gave me most of the information for this. It's by Elizabeth Yuko called The Glamorous Sexist History of the Women's Restroom Lounge through Bloomberg. But while I'm sharing that link, I do so with one major caveat. So Ms. Yuko and just about every other contemporary writer on the subject of ladies' lounges regards these rooms as a cultural relic that is like steeped in sexism and even like classism and racism because, you know, there were ladies' lounges much more available for middle and upper class white women than there were for other other women, which is a shame because every woman deserves a ladies' lounge. Mm-hmm. But according to most many writers today, women do not need ladies' lounges anymore. We're strong. We're capable. We can do our makeup right out in the open using our cell phone. And we have no need for fainting couches. Thank you very much. <laughs> However. We'll like to hide sometimes. Yep. I don't need yeah. one. I want one. So I fully support gender parity in some ways. For example, let's put diaper changing tables in both men's and women's restrooms. Please and thank yes. you. I also do feel that women's needs are unique. Men don't get cramps. Yep. In the same way, men don't nurse babies. They usually don't wear makeup or uh, have hairstyles that can require major touch-ups in the middle of church after a toddler has been at them. <laughs> and this is just anecdotally, men don't seem to have that sort of innate instinctual tendency to go to the restroom in herds or <laughs> sit around and socialize while they're in there. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so... All this is to say, if your church has a ladies' lounge, cherish it. Cherish it. (laughs) Take care of it and make the most of it. Understand it to be a hidden but major center of Christian hospitality in your church. Respite. It is a treasure. So stock it well with supplies of many and various sorts. Exactly what I'm going to talk about. It was a perfect segue. It is the perfect segue. For more on this, I turn (laughs) the floor over to Erin. Good job, ladies. That was great. great. (laughs) So I pulled many of the ladies in the lounge with what are the essential items that should be in every well-stocked Lutheran ladies lounge, the actual physical room that we were just discussing. Mm. And, you know, some be- some bathrooms realistically 
There is no room for a seating area. And if there is, that maybe makes it a little bit easier to try and do something extra special. But even if you don't have room for an actual couch, a pink couch, uh, <laughs> or a little rocking chair or something like that, yes. there are still things that you can do to make the ladies' lounge a welcoming space to be refreshed, pull yourself together, and go back out again. So here I present to you <laughs> the collective wisdom of the ladies of the lounge. First off, wall color, <laughs> mauve, or perhaps mauve. mauve. I've never been mauve. clear on it's mauve. It. Is yeah. it mauve. See, it's it's nobody knows how to pronounce it. Nobody mauve. really knows what color this is either. <laughs> Not really. It's, it's like dirty pinkish purple. It's, I mean, a, the yeah. wallpaper probably started out Luke yeah. and Ladies Lounge pink and faded to <laughs> mauve like dust, like over the decades. Rose. Yes. I Speaking of dusty roses. Oh, ancient, <laughs> now scentless potpourri mix yes. mortared together with a layer of dust. <laughs> this is also a classic accoutrement for a Lutheran Ladies Lounge. But Honestly, those those two are, you know, sort of optional. If you want to take it really old school, you could go that route. However, potpourri, this brought up a fair bit of dis there's a fair mm -hmm. bit of debate throughout this particular discussion, this research thread on <laughs> scented versus unscented yes. items. Many people like a scented item. Many others hate it. Yep. And so I would say I would recommend going unscented, mm -hmm. quite frankly, yep. just because someone who likes the scent is probably not going to be put off by it not being scented, whereas somebody who is really bothered by scents, it's going to be really hard for them to relax and refresh when all they can think about is the headache that they're getting from the smell. Mm. So something that could be something to consider. If you are going to go with a scented product of some sort, try and make it subtle um <laughs> not powerful hypoallergenic speaking of scent products you might consider my cousin bethany and also heidi gaiman both offered poopery <laughs> not potpourri as an item that perhaps is a well-received item in a ladies lounge to allow for more discreet Pooping. Uh, the preservation so, of dignity. Exactly. <laughs> to allow there not to be a scent issue, essentially, is what this is going essentially. for. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is a, anyway, you can you can look it up. They've got great ads. If you haven't seen them, they're they're hilarious. They're you can ridiculous. also you can also make um, your own. You can. There's. there's I have homemade poopery. Sarah has homemade poopery. <laughs> I can't believe it's taken us a hundred episodes before we started talking about poop. Perhaps Sarah will share a link to a recipe for hey, homemade, oh, right. presumably yeah. hypoallergenic, because I know you're sensitive to a lot of things. It's uh -huh. very easy. It's like water, witch hazel, and essential oils. That's all it is. Oh, Ooh, so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> so easy. So anyway, there you go. That's my thoughts on the topic of scents odors. that you might odors. Exactly. <laughs> Aromas. Uh, <laughs> also, emergency supplies. Mm. Yes. Mm. Every ladies' lounge should have some emergency supplies. 
of a whole wide variety. That part. Pads and tampons. Yes. Because there are times when it you're not always predictable and suddenly <laughs> there you are and you're unprepared and you don't want to have to ask under the exactly, stall. <laughs> which, you know, hey, you can do, but <laughs> this allows just a little bit more discretion when yep. you've got it available there. So pads and tampons. Here was a suggestion that I had not, it had not occurred to me, but I thought it was a great one. A couple of depends. Mm. Yep. Uh, I agree. I don't usually think about that, but yes. I imagine we're all just a few years away from thinking about that on a much more regular (laughs) basis. Exactly. (laughs) It will become something that I do think about more. So toss a few of those in there. Mm. Tide pens and or shout wipes. Oh, I love that. Unexpected. Because some of those uh, church fellowship hall punch recipes (laughs) do not come out unless they are dealt with immediately Immediately. (laughs) right red Red number (laughs) (laughs) also safety pins for the wardrobe malfunction someone suggested a sewing kit and you could do that Mm. but that takes a that takes a fair bit of time, and sometimes a safety pin is the quicker solution to get you yeah. back out there. Just need triage. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> bobby pins. Yes. yes. Toss in a few bobby pins for fixing up those. Actually, they can serve a number of purposes as well. So yep. bobby pins. Could What's I add while we're this? talking? Yeah. While we're talking yeah. about hair things, I have longer hair. Mm. And I think having a few unused hair elastics in with your bobby pins is a great thing. Say you just wear your hair down and it looks great for church. And then Mm -hmm. afterwards you decide to join the work crew that's out pulling Mm -hmm. weeds. To have something you can pull your hair back with that isn't a rubber band you stole from the secretary's uh, desk is much nicer. Yeah. Excellent. So what you could do with all of these supplies then to keep it organized laura hoffman dunham had a great suggestion she said that she spruced up the bathroom at church and found a container that sat on the countertop with drawers and then she created a sign that said just in case to sit on top and then put all of those so they aren't just you know scattered about you can there's there's so many ways that you could do this. Go on to Pinterest if Just you really need case. ideas. That's so but, kind and thoughtful. Yeah, exactly. Gather all of your supplies in there. Make them available. Emergency supplies. I mm. love it. Also, essential to any ladies' lounge, a well-stocked diaper changing table. Yes. 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 It's just, it's just essential. Yeah, it's so, compassionate. Exactly. Yes. It's compassionate. Somebody commented that they're like. For that time when you're there on Christmas Eve and the baby has a blowout. Right. <laughs> you are Sometimes it happens. The baby has four blowouts and no. you only bring three diapers. I mean, exactly. it happens. The night ain't so silent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So have diapers in a variety of sizes, wipes. Also, somebody else suggested, again, I'm not a mom, so this is going to pop right into my head, but pull-ups as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pull-ups. I think um, if you go odd numbered for your diapers, one, three, five, mm-hmm. and a couple of pull-ups, you there know, you that you've got you pretty go. much everybody covered. What about uh-huh. some like desitin or some like powder? Is that is that too much? Is that too accommodating? 
I mean, if you've got room for it, I'm sure you could include it. But honestly, for the emergencies, you really need a diaper. Exactly. It's <laughs> you're gonna wipes. you're gonna want also um, yeah. to include Clorox wipes, yeah, so that uh, people can clean up clean up right. the changing table when they're done with it. Because yes. any decent person likes to wipe things down. Exactly. After a mess and uh-huh. having something they can do that with will allow them right. to leave feeling good about the experience. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Another thing you might want to consider including would be you could get at this a number of different ways, but posters or flyers mm. or cards, something with helpful resources for ladies who are in crisis. Mm-hmm. It could be crisis pregnancy. Mm-hmm. It could be an abusive situation that they're facing, but providing some resources that they have access to. It could be that they're in a stall, Mm -hmm. whatever, some discreet way. These days, potentially, you could even just have, you know, a QR code that they can scan with their phones, but something Mm -hmm. to to access that in a private place. Mm -hmm. The ladies lounge is something as a place where people are often facing that and they are able to look at those resources and and potentially seek help and get that. Yeah. So making those available there. Well, and also information about any women's ministry opportunities or Bible studies, mm-hmm. you know, sure. that are going on. That's a means. great way to spread the word. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe there's a little bulletin board or something in the ladies mm. lounge. I don't know. There's 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 options for how you could spread the word about some of this. Yeah. With notes of encouragement. Too. Yes. 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 Love it. Some notes of encouragement. Did I see um, this on the thread that someone said that someone had put up in their ladies' lounge a sign with a Bible verse that dealt specifically about gossip? Yes. Oh, because I loved that. Just yeah. a little yeah. reminder. Uh-huh. That's cheeky and I uh-huh. love it. <laughs> exactly. Something else, a step stool for children. Mm. Yes. So that they can actually wash their hands. Oh, yeah. I've done that so often where you're just yeah. holding a child up under their up. arms or their rib cage <laughs> and hoping you don't get water everywhere. Exactly. But the step yep. still just makes them feel yep. all grown up and like it's their space Pull too. It right out, tuck it right back under after you're mm. finished. Yep. Dignity. Yes. Erin Zepp included among her suggestions flattering lighting. Yes. Mm. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> The kiss of death is those old flickery fluorescent, fluorescent. lights. You're just you're like going in there and you're trying to fix up and you're like, oh, I just look horrible. You don't. Why did this horrible. lipstick Maybe look different at home? Look horrible. It's, it's the, the lighting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the only pushback I would give to that is a ladies' lounge. If a ladies' lounge is truly a place where you can be like your truest, most mm-hmm. authentic self without. Mm-hmm shame or judgment because mm-hmm. a lot of these items is it's all about like maintaining one's dignity or another's mm-hmm. dignity like it's a judgment-free zone like oh, right. i don't need your flattering lighting you're beautiful girl like own it yeah but you don't need that ugly ugly fluorescent lighting either it's true That's so true. I don't I want the good lighting for me, I mean, Brie. I want it for you. <laughs> Maybe. Exactly. I mean, and okay, fine. Oh, if you can't, if flattering lighting to is too far, then let's at least go with neutral lighting okay. and not the horrible, that's fair, horrible fluorescent lighting that often takes place in I'm bathrooms. About that. 
So, you know, you could you could fix some of this even with like paint color. If you can't yep. afford to swap out the lighting, the janitor's like, no, we get those bulbs in bulk. We're not getting <laughs> new ones for another three years. Then, OK, maybe you can maybe you can paint the walls a different color. So that maybe not yellow. Some <sighs> of that funky, funky. Yeah. Anyway, yellow walls are not good. Consider that. <laughs> consider that. Maybe that's why Mauve is. I don't know. Maybe Mauve does cast a pleasing mauve, mauve must work well with old yellow <laughs> fluorescent lights <laughs> yeah. brings out the best in you mauve yeah yeah something for those extras if you do have the extra space and the extra extra ability to it music was suggested mm. a number of times either connect it to the speakers if it's you know during a service mm -hmm. um but if not during a service, maybe it's, you know, playing a little KFUO. Hey! A little, little sacred music or something. There you in, go. Uh, in the bathroom. Little bossa nova style um, reformation hymns. Yes. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Exactly. Um, some artwork. <laughs> You could consider some beautiful artwork, either, yes, words of words of affirmation of some sort or some Bible verses. Uh, artwork would be great. And then last <laughs> essential to a Lutheran ladies lounge. I love this. Carol Smith had this suggestion. Uh, what's most essential is that it be a room filled with sisters in Christ. Oh, so yes. indeed. <laughs> Beautiful. This is what you need. So if you have a ladies lounge that needs a bit of refreshing, these are some ideas for what you can do to just it. You can go all out or you could just do a little bit, just a little bit of a refresh at your at your church's ladies lounge. Well, and even if you don't have a dedicated ladies lounge space like sofa, rocking chair, the works, you can still bring the spirit of the ladies lounge into any private ladies room space, mm -hmm. like even mm -hmm. just buy the good Kleenex. The unscented yes. lotion Kleenex and make sure there's backup boxes. Buy lotion. You know, I'm a big fan of the classic Jurgens cherry almond scent. Mm. <laughs> if you're looking for gift <laughs> ideas for me. But, <laughs> but buy some lotion and then, you know, swap it out if it's been there for a year or two and it's still not empty. There's no rule that says you can't. I mean, but keep, the, keep in mind that this space is a space that you share with your sisters mm -hmm. and you want to do what you can to welcome them to it and, yeah. and provide for their needs in it. Exactly. Yes. Love and while it. you're there, you'll probably be washing your hands. Hopefully. Yes. Yes. Please, Hopefully. please wash your hands. Hopefully you'll be washing your hands. <laughs> so I've if I have to tell you, one Sarah. more child to wipe, flush, wash in that order, I'm going to just like <laughs> lose it. <laughs> yes. Hand washing is quite the thing these days. I mean, it always has been, but even more so now with COVID time, I think everybody is washing their hands even more mindfully, maybe. The recommendation in general population is to wash your hands for 20 seconds. Yes. Um, and so there are some things to do while you're washing your hands so you know about how long 20 seconds is, because how long really is that? You can count to 20, 20 Mississippi. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. You three. could do that. That, that's a fine choice. Um, but there are maybe some other more spiritually edifying things that you could do, like, hmm. I don't know, memorizing a psalm to say while you're washing your hands. That's a good thing to do. Hmm. Or how about singing a hymn? Whoa. Hey, hey. hey. Really, hymn nerd? 
We're yes. going to go with Tim's. Yes. <laughs> you could totally use this time to memorize a new hymn. You could maybe pick one of your favorite hymns and just sing the first line of it because everybody generally knows the first line of a lot of hymns. <laughs> you could teach your kiddos a new hymn during this time. You could memorize a, a verse every day or every week and just kind of start adding new hymns to your repertoire. Or you could find all of the single stanza hymns in our hymnal and learn all of those. And so I went down this rabbit hole when I discovered that uh, we have more than I realized a number of, of single stanza hymns in our hymnal. And most of them are actually the perfect length for washing your hands. They're, yes. It's a little like they're like 30 seconds. So mm-hmm. maybe if you like start singing it while you're getting your soap or something. You'll you'll be fine. The extra yeah. ten seconds yeah. ain't gonna hurt. The either, extra guys. ten like, seconds, no, yeah, yeah. is exactly. not gonna hurt. And I literally it's not was... like it stops working at twenty seconds. Hope no. <laughs> <laughs> you're done. You've yeah. wasted ten <laughs> seconds. So there there is actually quite a long list of single stanza hymns in our hymnal, but I will not give you the full rundown of all of them because this is supposed to be short. I am going to tell you what they all are, and then I'm going to give you a few tidbits on my my personal favorite choices of the ones that I would recommend Mm -hmm. that you use for Mm -hmm. this purpose. So I'm just going in numerical order here. We've got LSB 391, Rejoice, Rejoice is Happy Morn, which I didn't know existed until I started looking through the I do like that one. (gasps) Oh, you do? Yeah. It's written by a lady, which I also didn't know, Brigitte Katrin Boyer from Denmark. So that's a that's a fun one uh, from Christmas time. He is a risen number four eighty eight. Oh, he is a risen glorious word, which I also didn't know existed, and that is also actually written by Brigitte Katrin. Actually, Boyer. that's the one I like. There you go. I got him mixed up. I knew that they were like. They're like sister they're hymns. Sisters, exactly. They're sister hymns, and they're all they're also both ones in the hymnal that don't have music with them. They're just this like poem that you can sing. So, and I think they're actually they might be the same tune too. I didn't write that down. Seven sixty seven. Jesus, remember me, which is Taze. You could totally use it if you wanted to, and just like keep singing it over and over and over and over and over until you're done washing your hands. It kind of defeats the purpose of knowing how long twenty seconds is, though, because you would just keep singing it. And Taze, I will. Uh, throw out a little bit about that in case this is a new word and you have no idea what I mean when I say this is taze. Taze is a simple meditative form of worship that allows you to dwell on the words that you're singing. So they're usually meditative songs, prayerful silence, short readings during the service. And it was named for the ecumenical Christian community formed in Taze, France during World War II. So we have a few Taze hymns in our hymnal, and it's usually like two lines, and you really do just keep singing it over and over and over with like different musical interpretations of it until the person who's playing the music decides that you're done, and then you stop singing. There's like secret signs that you use for this. It's fun. <laughs> I never knew about the secret signs. <laughs> no. Hand, hand motions mm-hmm. for people to like know that you're done. Hmm. That's all this thing. Anyway, uh, 774, Feed Thy Children, God Most Holy, which oh, like is a table prayer. And there's actually three table prayers in a row. So 775, be present at our table, Lord. And then, of course, 776, come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. So if you're actually washing your hands before a meal, these would actually work really well to sing while you're washing your hands before a meal. So that is a possibility. 780, oh, Lord, hear my prayer, which is also Taze. I like that one. Mm -hmm. That one gets stuck in my head. 806, give thanks with a grateful heart. 910, now the silence which is classic Yaroslav Vida and Carl Schalk. <laughs> you could you could sing this one if you wanted to. It's a fun one. It's just really long. So mm. you'd be washing your hands for a while, but that would be okay. 
no no worries sometimes your hands are extra dirty and you need an extra long one stanza him to wash them away it's true and that one would be a fun like happy one because that's a beginning of the service Mm. hymn so and Vida and Schalk are just really fun to sing. 939, You Are God, We Praise You. It's a Latin chant Te Deum by Richard Hiller. And it's even it's even longer. It's like three pages in the hymnal. So <laughs> you could use it. <laughs> You'd be there. Really a one stanza hymn, though? Or is it just several stanzas that they ran all together? Um, there were no numbers in front of any of the words. So that counts Count as a it. single stanza. Count it. <laughs> uh. Count it. It's just come on, hymn writers, show some restraint, men and ladies. <laughs> uh, nine fifty one and nine fifty two are just alleluias. So technically, I guess those are single stanza hymns, even though they're one word. So mm-hmm. again, not during Lent, though. Just not be during careful. Lent. Just don't, be careful. Don't do it. Nine fifty five. Let the vineyards be fruitful. Which is when I, I'm not sure I sing that very much. 961 is song two, so of course you could do liturgy. And 960, Isaiah Mighty Seer. Also fairly long, but I would totally use it because it's a great hymn. You love that one. And it would work really, really well in a completely tiled, perfectly echoey bathroom. Yeah. Like you could make the argument that a tiled bathroom is the only space in which that hymn should actually be sung. Because where else are you gonna get the right acoustics? It's true. You guys, I have an idea. What? Those of us working at the International Center, whether you're in this room right now or listening to this episode, like let's normalize singing a hymn while we're washing our hands. Yes. Like loudly and proudly. Let's start a movement. Mm -hmm. I'd be okay with it. We're going to do it. I'd endorse that. We should like put up a little sign on the mirror that says which hymn we're all singing that week. Oh, oh my gosh. What are the words, the lyrics so you can sing along? Because Yes. I mean, I have Isaiah Mighty Seer memorized, but I'm sure most people don't. This week's hand wash hymn. Let's do it. We're just doing it. Make it a guerrilla movement and just uh-huh. do it. Post them in every bathroom. Yep. Let's <laughs> make it happen. We're doing it. All right. So I I have a top seven list. I was going to be top five, but I couldn't narrow it down to five. So I have for each. That's our girl. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So I have a top seven list. These are all at least 20 seconds. And we've talked about a few of these before. Um, And I only have a couple of bullet points for each because I knew this had to be short. And so I didn't do extensive research Mm. on these. But there are a few things to know about each of these. So 805 is the doxology, praise God from whom all blessings flow. We've talked about this. Louis Bourgeois. Because mm-hmm. it's Louis Bourgeois. And now here are the kids from the Donuts and Devos podcast. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all preachers here below. Praise There was there was a part of this that I didn't actually know. So this doxology is the final stanza of Thomas Ken's Morning and Evening Hymns, Lutheran Service Book 868, Awake My Soul and With the Sun, and 863, All Praise to Thee, My God, This Night, which I, I love that hymn, which were written for students at Winchester College in the 17th century. So this is actually just pulled from both of those hymns by Thomas Kern, and now it's like famous. I had no idea that that was the... 
origin of it. I didn't either. Huh. It's because like, it's just ubiquitous. We all sing it, but that's where it came from. Like I knew they were, I knew I'd seen it show up as last verses, but I figured it, it was original. It was started as a standalone and then they're like, that's great. Let's add it on. Yep. No, Uh, no, it was in those two hymns and they pulled it out because it's just, it's just Hmm. that good. Cool. And this one is one that could be either like 20 seconds long or like five minutes long, depending on who's leading it. Right. Mm, true. Praise God from. <laughs> and you can totally break out into like 10 parts if you yeah, wanted to right. just throw all of the notes in there, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. And okay. of course, we know the tune is attributed to Louis Bourgeois from the Genevan Psalter of 1551. Louis Bougie. Because I love Louis Bourgeois. And here are the Cray kids who serve with their family in the Dominican Republic. Uh, that's number seven, I suppose. I didn't actually number these, but mm. I am. Now you are. Yeah. Number six. That was number seven. So number six, we've also uh, hinted at this in previous episodes. 777 slash 778. Grant peace, we pray, and mercy, Lord. That one should have been number uh, seven. Oh, it should have been number oh, Own it. Now. Own it. Just keep going, I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't number yeah. the list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this text is a translation from the Latin antiphon da pacem domine which is from the 6th or 7th century. So the text for this one is really, really old. Luther translated it into German in the late 1520s. And then after 1542, it was actually associated with other anti-Turk songs, which I found to be an interesting tidbit of history. Um, Our English translation is from 1952, which is way later than I thought our English translation would be. 777, the melody is from Felix Mendelssohn. And that is my favorite one. 778 uh, seems to be more popular on YouTube, which I find interesting. I don't know if I've ever sung that tune. Hmm. It's Latin, Latin-like chant that was probably written by Luther and set by Schalk. So that's hmm. another epic collaboration. And this one, if you are very anxious about things happening in the world that yes. might or might not be pandemic related, this is a wonderful prayer to yes. put your grant peace, we pray. How does that go? Peace in our time, Lord, give us. For there is none, none, Lord, like you. Am I even on the right hymn? Yes. Yeah, the first line, grant peace we pray and mercy, Lord, peace in our time, oh, send us. And it just mm. keeps going and it's wonderful. Highly recommend you memorize that one. I think I said that last time too. <laughs> just memorize it and then sing it a bunch. And Mendelssohn is amazing, so the tune is wonderful. So that's number six. Mm. 942 is the next one. And this one has also come up in previous episodes. Kyrie, Godfather in heaven above. Mm. This is my absolute favorite Kyrie setting probably of all time. So this is part of Luther's Divine Service 5. It is my favorite. Um, (laughs) So I talked about this when we talked about Luther's Divine Service. There's a lot of history about where this comes from in our church history, but that is like an entire episode in itself. So it find yourself a hymnal companion 
and read it for yourself. And this one is by Ella Baumberger. wonderful it's a little long too but i'll allow it and i'll probably use that one <laughs> uh next when am i on four four, four thank you you yep. 957 our father who art in heaven you may know this commonly sung during services as the lord's prayer it's one of several ancient melodies for the lord's prayer and it's, it's actually listed as plain song seven in lsb for the for the tune it's classified as an anaphoral I think that's how you pronounce that, anaphoral chant, because its formula is similar to the other parts of the anaphora or the Eucharistic prayer, which it, sound, it, it sounds like it's part of the liturgy, and huh. that's on purpose. Okay. The English language one we used was composed by Charles Winfred Douglas, and my brother and sister-in-law actually sing this one at their bedtime prayers for their kiddos, so I know it through up until like the last line because they sing the Orthodox version, so they leave off the last little part of it. Ah, uh. but so I have this memorized, and it I I love it because it it reminds me of of my nibblings and singing to them at bedtime, and they mm. all have it memorized too. That's cute, and it's it is wonderful. And again, the Cray Kids.
next what? Number three is 582, God's word is our great heritage, which I don't know if this is a very common one or not. Uh, this is written by Nikolai Frederick Severin Grundtvig. In 1817 in Denmark, at the height of rationalism in Europe. So this is when Christianity was really being stomped out and there wasn't a lot of Mm. mm, love toward Christianity. Mm -hmm. So he was coming back around to theology that was of his Orthodox Lutheran heritage, but not quite. But this hymn text is really good. He wrote a set of hymns, and now I'm going to have to pronounce Danish, Salmer Fid. Jubelfest in 1817 for the 300th anniversary of the Reformation, including a free translated version of Luther's Mighty Fortress, Gutz Kirka er Safast and Borg, and originally sung to Luther's tune. So if you look up this one in LSB, you'll see that A Mighty Fortress is the alternate tune to huh. this hymn. And I okay. originally just thought like, oh, that's cool. They just set it to A Mighty Fortress for some alternate tune for kicks and giggles. But no, there's actually a reason that um, this hymn, God's Word is Our Great Heritage, is the fifth stanza of his hymn. So that's why that's the alternate tune in LSB. Okay, Sarah, could you say that Danish hymn title again, only this time, like you're the Swedish chef? Brilliant. I think that's how it's supposed to go. (laughs) <laughs> yep. I pronounce that like German and that's probably not accurate because I don't actually know how to pronounce it. <laughs> and this one is sung by me. God's word is our great heritage and shall be ours forever to spread its light from age to age shall be chief and ever through life it guides our way in death it is our stay Lord grant while worlds endure we keep its teachings pure throughout all Number two, 422, On My Heart, Imprint Your Image. Mm. Oh, yes. And here's a special rendition of this one in one of our own ladies' lounges here at the IC. I have this memorized from TLH, however, because the words are different. 
So yes. So for TLH fans, it's TLH 179 on my heart in print, thine image. And that's the one I have memorized. So LSB is on my heart and print your image. Blessed Jesus, King of grace, that life's riches, cares, and pleasures never may your work erase. Let the clear inscription be Jesus crucified for me Mm. is my life, my hope's foundation and my glory and salvation. TLH isn't too different, but it's different enough that right. it'll trip you up. So mm-hmm. the TLH translation is on my heart, imprint thine image, blessed Jesus, King of grace, that life's riches, cares, and pleasures have no power thee to efface. Mm-hmm. This the superscription be Jesus I crucified for me mm-hmm. is my life, my hope's foundation, and my glory and salvation. So yeah. it's just like two or three I lines. That. That's superscription. Mm-hmm. But I I remember as a kid loving singing this the yes. superscription be. Yep. <laughs> when I was that. helping with hymn planning, this hymn showed up a lot in Lent because it's only one stanza. And right. so many of the Lenten hymns are a little on the long side. They yep. need something to short to balance them out. And so this one got a lot of play. But I love it. Super I it love it. Let the clear inscription be Jesus is crucified for me. I mean, it just like you could sing that every day of your life and it would never stop being good. Right. Yeah. So that's no, that an easy is, one to memorize. That's what I have on my records with my pastor. It belongs on my tombstone. That's awesome. Oh. We did a little thing where we told our pastor, like, nice. here's some favorite hymns I could use at my funeral. So like, useful, by the way. This is what I want on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what's really <laughs> ironic is that this is a one stanza hymn in our hymnal, but it was actually the center stanza of a 29 stanza passion hymn oh. originally. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a okay. turnaround. Yes. Okay. It's the irony makes me chuckle. And this is some more Bruder Frem I Hula Suka. I don't know how to pronounce these. It's all right. In Danish. By Thomas Kingo in 1689. It was the official hymn book for Denmark and Norway in 1699, often called Kingo's Hymn Book. So this dude was like prolific hymn writer at that time. I've never heard of him. So this is cool. This is the only one that continues to be used in English. The tune in the hymnal is likely from Johann Balthasar Koenig from 1738. And I really want to read the entire hymn because if that one stanza is that good, I would assume that the rest of the hymn is also really, really good. Well, I wouldn't assume that, but there's a good chance. That's true. There might be a reason why there's only one in our hymnal. (laughs) And here are the Cray Kids. I'm down to number one. Number Bring it home. Oh, drum roll. 956, create in me a clean heart. And clean yes. hands. And clean, and clean hands. Come on. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect because mm-hmm. we're talking about cleansing. So mm-hmm. what better thing to sing while we're washing our hands than create in me a clean heart? Nothing. 
So this setting of Psalm 51, 10 to 12 became part of the divine service in the mid 17th century Mm -hmm. and was the common offertory among Lutherans. And it originates in a choral setting from 1648 by Johann Georg Wiener, who was a pastor in Thuringia. And this one is absolutely beautiful. Uh, It's a part of the original divine service. And so a lot of us probably know it. And the parts for this one are beautiful. Mm. And again, the kids from the Donuts and Devos podcast. So Mm -hmm. that is my list. To wrap this, I want to challenge you ladies to pick one of these hymns or maybe start with your favorite one or pick one of these single stanza hymns and see if you can try to sing it every time you wash your hands. Pick the verse where I'm telling off Satan. Right. That's a good one to start with. That is a good one to start with. Wash my hands. And you can maybe, if you have kids, this is a great way to teach your kids some of these hymns and sing these hymns with your kids a lot to have, uh, also to just have singing in the home be a more normalized thing. Because I think in our culture today, that is kind of gone by the wayside to sing Mm -hmm. with your kids. So I encourage you to pick one of these, the tunes for all of these, except for maybe the Kyrie, sorry, are fairly straightforward. (laughs) And maybe even put it up on your mirror to remind you of these words. So. Speaking of singing and singing hymns, Brie, it's time to wrap it up. I'm so Uh nervous. So it's all you now. I'm so nervous. (laughs) So I wrote a song. Yes. In honor of the 100th episode of the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. It is not a hymn. (laughs) Um, And it is, in fact, a parody of the hit We Didn't Start the Fire by Grammy Award winning artist billy joel i love it and this project sapped me of all my creative energy (laughs) i am still recovering after i finished the composition i went into hibernation for about two days Mm -hmm. i slept i'm really nervous right now because i don't like singing in front of people but you're gonna be amazing this is a good like this is an appropriate enough time that it's a hundredth episode brie that's what this warrants basically this is fantastic So I, on a serious note, this homage and like the research leading up to it just really allowed me to reflect like everywhere we've been and all of the people we've talked to and all of the stuff that we've learned over the last 100 episodes, like to be reminded of that was such, was such a treat to be able to like comb through and reminisce and think about you know everything that we've covered and so i just i like wanted to thank you three for bringing me along on this trip because this is really this is really special it really has been special it's been really awesome so this song 
we didn't start the potluck. Yes. <laughs> I will perform for you now. And I will say this. If you can pull out all of the references in this parody and link them to the different episodes oh that my we did. Goodness. I will give you all of the points. <laughs> These points don't matter, like whose line is it anyway, but <laughs> you will get bragging rights in the official title of Lutheran Ladies Lounge Superfan. Yeah. So Superfan. There you go. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> okay. Go, Brie, go. All right. Let me get some can I get some in-house claps? So like let's go ready. Not for me. Mine will be off sync, but uh, in-house yeah. only. <laughs> Pick it up. Oh, it's too fast. Here we go. Tuna ring ding soup is on. Famous PK Stevens on. Boogan hogging herring barrels. Hymns for All Saints Day. Aaron wears a fried egg pin. Sarah is a dolphin. Christmas pageants, Quempus Carol. These are the last days. Lace cookies, Chris Mons, Limmer Richards, poems and songs roll down the seaweed snack, bringing radio theater back. Gertrude Simon, heroine, saved a bunch of orphan kids. Grandma Daddle's trigger, happy in a year down yonder. We didn't start the potluck. It was always cooking, you just weren't looking. We didn't start the potluck. But the table beckons, come on up for seconds. Heather Roosh was our first guest. Pro-life living is the best. Warner Salmon, head of Christ Jesus in art. Rachel's mug, what the frizz? Is that what I think it is? Ellie Coro had wisdom to impart. Punchy, Mardi Gras, Rachel quizzed us on it all. Bree's birthday cataloged. Tooper is the purplest dog. Cradle Lutherans, first-gen Lutherans. Heidi Gaiman thoughtfully taught us about empathy. We didn't start the service. Seems the white screen's broken and projector's smoking. We didn't start the service. It's on the fritz. The DCE can fix it. How to lend fasting's fine. LSB 449. Butter sponge. Easter tide. Locked us. Kept us all inside. Oh no. <laughs> Interviewed Rachel's girls. Gave Olympics to the world. Jacob, have I loved? But your buddy, have you loved? Beanie, beanie, dee. Well, uh-oh, Argula wrote a note. Catherine Winkworth was the goat. VBS, yeehaw, breeze in love with coleslaw. Evening hymns that we sing, all the pretty little things. Tiffany Manor urging us to listen more. We didn't start the picnic. We should probably cancel. I broke all my ankles. We didn't start the picnic. That three-legged race, it was a big disgrace. Felt banners, pewter cross, Mama Bunger was a boss. And then last fall, we had our first author call. Kay Wolf was a special guest. Nurse Steph smoke on women's health. Can we even survive the election? Reformation liturgies, Electra Sand of Saxony, Halloween, should have known, should have left it all alone. We didn't start the pop up. It was always cooking, you just weren't looking. 
We didn't start the potluck, but the table beckons. Come on up for seconds. Mm. Pie fest. Yes, we did. Karen was a messy kid. Ladle, (laughs) bar soap, pineapple, duct tape. Had an advent hymn sing. What will Terror 21 bring? We slammed last year's poetry and we cooked with cranberries. Social distancing ain't nice. <laughs> Jeff picked the pizza slice. Hot, <laughs> fat, carpet bits. Midwives at Auschwitz. Raskin's Westing game was moist. Sarah lifted every voice. Aaron Bodie sings with grace. Oral didn't have a face. We didn't start service. White screens broken and projector smoking. We didn't start the service. If it's on the fritz, the DCE can fix it. Last verse. Franzman, what is Lent? We were introduced to Trent. Social media, is it a dilemma? We were joined by Emmy Wook. Easter Vigil is a look. Iron ladle cooked with worms living in post-COVID terms. Lindsay Hosh came by one day during mental health May. Meatball snacks, summer camp, Ritzman Gardens, kind of crimp. Broadcast live from Lexington. Our first hymn up lose a win. Take a listen and you'll see. We all Lutheran differently. We didn't start the potluck. It was always cooking. You just weren't looking. We didn't start the potluck. But the table beckons, come on up for seconds and thirds and fourths and fifths and sixths. Really, there's like lots, lots more. I had an extra verse in there, Billy Joel. I did. I had to Uh, add one more. There's just so much there. Thank you for fanning me. I almost passed out. It's quite warm in the studio today. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Bree, that was amazing. I did not know whether to laugh or cry. So I had to clutch a pillow. To my belly. There's so much. Just and like I would get hung up on like one, and then I'd be like, "Wait, she's already (laughs) moved on." There's, (laughs) I missed three of them as I was thinking about the cranberries. You know what? (laughs) That stupid song, not my song. The the song that I parodied's been stuck in my head. Oh, I bet for the last two weeks. Uh It won't leave. Like I'm, I'm plagued. Like it's, I'm being tortured by it, but. I'm glad for it. I'm glad for the struggle because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was able to to bring this to you all. This is my this is gift. my gift. Thank this you. is my homage to all of 100 you. 100 episodes. You're welcome. You're welcome for 100 <laughs> episodes. I can't believe we did all that. Like I just I and I'm either. also so excited for like we already have the next 3 months planned out and it's going to yep. be like really cool. I thought we'd be running out of ideas about now. Right. But no, they just keep coming. And, and this wasn't amazing. even everything. Yeah. Like, remember no. that book we read uh-huh. secondhand? I think I read 30 pages of it. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. But there's a bunch of stuff we did not, I was not mentioned here. Hmm. In fact, I'll give you right. more points if you can come up with all the episodes not mentioned in this song. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We've covered a lot of ground in the last almost two years. We have our, our uh, two-year anniversary coming up in a couple of weeks, That's too. Right. Like, everything's happening. And will we be partying then again? Yes, we will. I will be. Of course. We're always partying. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> always a party in the Lutheran Oh, my goodness. Lounge. Always. Always a party. There should be, you know what? Add noisemakers and party hats to your yes. list of essentials. Oh, that's a good thought. That's a good thought. And a little yeah. basket by and the and door. And string, but dial. not glitter. <laughs> yeah. No. I was going to mention glitter, but Ladies that kind of goes against the whole premise. <laughs> yeah. Ladies Lounge that's, is a glitter that is known. Antithetical to the ladies' yeah. lounge. I'm a glitter fan, and yes, I am, I agree I am with too. you there too. I feel your pain. 
Oh, Unless man. you want to teach children how to wash their hands, because if they can still see glitter, they haven't done it well enough. <laughs> then you're going to need all 29 verses of that uh-huh. one. 29 verses if you've got glitter involved. Yes. yes. Oh, well, ladies, this has been this has been amazing. Mm. Epic episode for an epic 100th. True. I don't even know how to wrap this because. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And also, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not in our Facebook group yet, join that group on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. And then you can try to uh, list all of the episodes that Bree just mentioned in her parody. That's a lot of episodes. I will seriously pee if... (laughs) I'm sorry. I will be tickled if somebody is able to do that. I think I know a couple people who might. Yeah. You can also, I don't know, tell us even more things you think should be in a ladies' lounge or uh, tell us your thoughts on Rachel's article that we'll include in the show notes or maybe if you're using a hymn to wash your hands. We would love to know all of these things in our Facebook group. You can also follow us on Instagram at Lutheran Ladies Lounge. And you can find all of our 100 episodes plus the epic shorts that we've put in there as well. <laughs> at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcasting app. Or you can download the KFUO radio app because what better time to do that than right now? Right now. It's in both app stores. Go find it. Happy 100 episodes! You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I truly am still in love with coleslaw. (laughs) And I'm Rachel. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies' Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge. Okay, two things. One, the whole time I was listening to Bree's song, uh, you guys may know this, but I play the flute. And when I was in high school, I played the flute in pep band. And we played in the mid-90s. We didn't start the fire. And the flute part for this song, literally the entire verse, the flute part is... So when I when when we do perform this at our opener for the convent like this Uh for SofaCon or whatever LoungeCon, (laughs) you're gonna be accompanying me on the the flute. Not there's like gonna be drums and a flute. Absolutely, I'll I'll pull out. I'll bring my flute. Awesome. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, I'm glad we finished. We just finished a screen free week in our house. It was supposed to run through Saturday, and then someone cheated, and then it was supposed to run through Monday. But then the kids weren't allowed to end it until um, they had all finished their chores, including a big backlog of laundry. And you can't speed up laundry. No. So they finally Mm. got their screens back about 15 minutes ago, at which point my internet signal plummeted. (laughs) Yeah. You are suddenly much more chubby. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect Uh timing. Yep. That's hilarious. Yep. Three Chrome. I I got a a surface. Yeah. Three cell phones. And two tablets. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I got to be home to pick up my husband so we can leave at six for an ice yep. cream social. Yeah, it's 520. I got to go ahead and feed the cats. All right, y'all. See good job. Right. Thanks, you guys. That was fantastic.